Good morning, good morning, family. Hey, today I'm going to talk to you this week about something in the Bible and Scripture called the Father's love. And what does that mean? When it talks about the Father's love, it's talking about our Heavenly Father who created us according to Scripture before the foundation of the world, before He even started. Uh, putting the world together he created us in him to make us his sons and daughters now scripture in 1st John 3 1 says what manner of love the father have bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew not him now one thing I want to say which is very important is that According to scripture, you are a son of God or a daughter of God when you accept him as your heavenly father through his son, Jesus Christ. Many people say, well, I'm already a son. I'm a daughter of God because you said so. No, there is something called acceptance through the adoption agency of accepting him because he's given us a choice. We could either accept him as our Heavenly Father, or we can accept the enemy, the adversary, the devil, the enemy of our souls as our Father. Now, is it possible for a believer to act like their Father? Absolutely. And sometimes it's confusing because some believers, the way they act, their Father is the devil, and they don't even know it. So, What you have to understand is that our Heavenly Father, He not only loves you, but He wants to let you know that, hey, even though you may have had an earthly father who did not display the love or represent me well, We have to go back to the source, and that's the Bible that tells us about the Heavenly Father. And I get it, you know, many men, many women, some of my uh, fathers and mentors out there, you were hurt, you were damaged, because that father did not represent God correctly. And hey, I've said before in my own personal life, and I'll share with you that my biological father, I knew of him growing up, I knew who he was. But he and I never grew up in the same house together. We spent most of our time together, if not all of it, really, on visits when he would uh, come to town from time to time to visit his mother, uh, things like that. Now, one thing I'm very fortunate of is that my mother, even though the two of them uh, had divorced and we're no longer married to one another she never forbade me or talked bad about him and cursed him or cussed him around me or my brother she never did that she was the type of woman she had the attitude that she believed it was important for the kids to know their father for themselves now I say that if you're in a situation where, let's say, 
that person, mother or father, whoever it is, they're a dangerous person, they're not safe for the kids to be around, by all means, you exercise your best judgment. You do what you believe is best. But I'm talking about from out of bitterness, hatred. Um, I've heard many stories and I've spoken to many people where the parents just up, took the child, left, didn't say, hey, we're going here. This is where you can find us. They cut off all ties and communication because of their own bitterness, their hurt, their pain that they carry. So I'm just going to talk to the fathers today and some of my mentors about how you can misrepresent God to your children. Now, there is a scripture in the book of Ephesians that talks to fathers, but it also speaks to mothers too. I'm sorry, it's in um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 21. It says, fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Now, let me just give you some... um, Ways that you can and that I've learned that you can discourage or misrepresent God as a father, as a mentor. One, you can do it by not cherishing them. Or you don't you never speak well of them. Let's say, for example, um, you're comparing them to their other sibling, to someone else. That that is a terrible, terrible thing to do. Look, as a parent, as a father, as a mentor. We are to lift people up and not compare them, not tear them down, because that discourages them. It'll discourage them that, good, you know, it's never good enough. It's never good enough. And not only does it do that, it causes problems. I had a relative who I'll never forget uh, when I was a teenager, I was about 17 years old, and This person, I didn't know it at the time, but I knew something just, it really rubbed me the wrong way, that they they had a low self-esteem about themselves, and they would talk a good game by saying, well, yeah, you know, you should go to school, that's good, better yourself, go to college. So I remember my first year in college, um, I thought they were for me, and they would talk a good game, but I never knew what they were saying behind my back. And I remember visiting them during the summer and they had certain friends that they had invited over to the house. Now this was on purpose. And the way they would introduce uh, one of their friends came and they said, uh, this is, for example, this is uh, Mary, she has a degree. This is Paul, he has a degree. This is Pauline, she has a degree. And, you know, that kind of struck me as odd, but I noticed her friends, one lady had a strange look on her face when she said that, but they never corrected her or said, why, why are you saying this or whatever? Well, unfortunately, my first year in college, I, I lost my scholarship because I didn't keep my GPA up. And thank God, you know, I eventually went back, finished, and I am very proud of that. But... And I'm also a first college graduate out of all of my cousins and even uh, my aunts and uncles. But that's a whole different story. But I remember, I don't know how she found out, maybe my mother 
teetotaler or whatever, but that was something from time to time when I was around her, she would throw in my face and make a statement of that. And it really, it was like a, a knife piercing me in the chest every time I was around her and she would talk about that. Well, years later, after I graduated and I shared that with her, I remember once on the telephone, the response later was of silence and in her mind she felt as though that I was bragging and I was throwing it in her face and I never could understand why someone would respond that way but I had to learn hurt people will hurt other people and many times fathers were doing that and we're walking around in life with a mask on covering our faith acting as actors because we've been hurt, but we've never dealt with the pain deep down inside. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some steps how to deal with the pain. But that's something that you got to deal with, man. You got to deal with your pain. So, as I said, um, on the next, well, today and on the next podcast, I'm going to sh- get into more of how um, we represent God, our Father, the Heavenly Father, to our children. As I said, you can um, cause them to lose hope in who they are by discouraging them. Uh, You don't cherish them. The football game or whatever your passion is, the cell phone, gaming, uh, that particular female or your parents or whatever, they're more important to them. Even you can go as far as the church Attending church, doing duties is more important instead of establishing a a routine, a pattern, or even being flexible if you have to sometimes to let them know that the family comes before the church. Oh, that, that's something I can get into. And that goes for even a lot of married couples. You are not supposed to be married to the church to your favorite pastor, to the choir that you love to sing on, to whatever position you have, in the neglect of your family. And that doesn't mean that you have to drag them there every time you go. That simply means you take care of your duties as a spouse, as a mentor, as a father first. And yes, that pleases God. If you don't remember anything else I said today, remember... God created the family before he created the church. If you want to know where that's at in the Bible, start reading in the book of Genesis. There was a man and a woman named Adam and Eve. That's called the family. We don't read anything about a church being formed until the New Testament. So, hey, I want to share that with you today. You represent and do it well. All right, take care. Have a good day.